Support for Waveform comes from Anthropic. So looking for an AI solution for a business, it might be time to check out the Claude 3 family from Anthropic, your one-stop shop for enterprise AI. So whether you're powering a customer chat experience or doing complex R&D or need advanced analysis, Anthropic can help provide you with frontier intelligence. So if you're looking for speed, power, or anything in between, the Claude 3 family offers AI models for a variety of tasks and budgets. Join the thousands of enterprises who use Anthropic to navigate this new frontier. Visit anthropic.com slash Claude, C-L-A-U-D-E, today. Jumpstart your genius with Claude 3 by Anthropic. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. All right, what's going on, people of the internet? Welcome back to another episode of the Waveform Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Marquez. And I'm Andrew. And in this episode, we've got a, a quick game of feature or gimmick about a monitor. We'll figure out what it is. Uh, we also have Google doubling up their North American smartphone market share, what that means and why that headline might be a little bit more optimistic than maybe it sounds, but we'll get to that. And uh, we're also going to wrap up with what we're looking forward to, maybe non-hardware event, non-hardware related at the Apple event. Yeah. There's some extra stuff there. But first, I tweeted, uh, well, I, I replied to a tweet. Yeah. <laughs> from, uh, it was a new article from The Verge about a, J- a JBL earbud case with a screen on it mm-hmm. i wanted to put this in here and get your thoughts i don't know if this is i i don't i think this can only be two things genius or absolutely terrible and i don't see how it's anywhere in between i don't disagree with you um i'm so like for audio listeners or for anyone who just didn't see this at all um imagine uh you know like jbl's releasing they're called the tour pro twos it's a wire, truly wireless earbuds like everyone's doing. It has ANC. It has ambient sound. It's got pretty much everything everyone's looking for right now, except that the case on the back side of it, it looks like maybe the front side. It's hard to tell because it's not open, but there's a small screen, shows a couple little widgets there, um, and like that is where you can do some of the controlling for your earbuds. Yeah. What Do you want my so, thoughts first or do you want to? Yeah. What do you, what do you think? What are you leaning I'm actually leaning, I'm leaning one way, but there's a caveat to it. Okay. I think it's a really good idea for mm-hmm. anyone that doesn't have a smartwatch. Does doesn't that make have sense? A smartwatch. If okay. you have a smartwatch, it makes this completely redundant, I think. Because most of these, contr- not totally, but most of these controls, like um, volume, sound skipping, notifications, all that can show up on this screen. But if you have it on your smartwatch, you probably don't also want it on your earbuds case. I guess my question is, where are you keeping this case? Like when I go to listen to music with my earbuds, mm-hmm. I take the the pod or whatever it is out of my pocket. Yeah. I take the earbuds, I put them in, and then I close the case and I put that back in my pocket. Mm-hmm. So in that exact instance... There is no point because I might as well just take out my phone. Okay. So I must not be putting it back in my pocket. I, I feel like there's, I, I tried really hard to think of some of the scenarios that this could be in. Okay. Um, so like, you know me, I always talk about climbing because it's what I do a lot. I could see this being awesome for climbing because my phone is in my chalk bag that comes around with me, but my earbuds case could just be sitting on the mat next to me. Um, and then I can really easily switch sounds, turn on active noise canceling or ambient sound, still get notifications and stuff in that. And my phone can just stay in there and not get chalky or kind okay. of um, hiking. If I don't do this, but if you're one of those people who likes to listen to music while you're hiking rather than the outdoors, like maybe just enjoy the outdoors for once, mm-hmm. um, then you have that there and you can leave your phone in your backpack, maybe even like traveling or something like that. So counterpoint. Sure. I just reviewed the Pixel Buds Pro, mm-hmm. which are less expensive than this, by the way. And you can do all of these same controls on the earbuds. You can switch between ANC and okay. transparency mode. You can play pause. You can okay. go to the next song. Google Assistant reads your notifications out loud. You can do all of this stuff without 
also risking your case. Okay, counter counterpoint. Uh huh. All of those controls suck on all earphones, and I hate looking like a moron tapping on my head. But you're tapping on a tiny case instead. Yeah, I'd much rather like hold it and like look to see Claire texted me that like I should get home, which really means I should stay longer at the climbing gym or like being. Uh, like skipping songs like the double tap I'm using the Sony link buds right now and like tapping my temple mm. it makes it look like I'm just like having a well, tough link thought buds. while I'm at the gym and yeah I wouldn't I wouldn't go straight to the link buds but I just feel like I don't know I've never had a good time like swiping or like tapping earbuds to get it to like play pause okay. skip go back so stuff so like that. I have a hard time with the swipes on some like the pixel mm-hmm. buds are so small that I couldn't really get the swipe down yeah but the tap is just like one tap or two taps or three taps so I never had a problem with that like the big the surface buds the huge surface like <laughs> maybe you can they're ahead swipe, of their time swipe all day on those I even the Sony's you can swipe on the side of like actual headphones yeah but yeah swipe is volume on the surface or uh, on the pixel buds so I didn't really do that too often yeah I don't I I I don't know. I kind of like the case. I I do think it's crazy like niche. Um I would also love to hear from people in the comments of like how they could see this working for them. I think there are scenarios where somebody would rather have their phone in their bag and then this would be something they can keep in their pocket and make a couple changes and notifications yeah. with. I can also tell you I would always always prefer to read a notification than have it play through like off. google yeah oh my it's i annoying. could not my when car the slack is going the, the i slack couldn't is imagine going off and yeah. it's just like another person said and they said <laughs> and they said it's just the worst the way i type in slack like yeah, yeah it, i'm the multiple new line guy in slack that everyone hates it and, interrupts the previous like basically i first was starting to test these out and you would type something and then hit enter and then it would start reading your message and before it was over you'd hit enter on a new message and it would interrupt itself and so it would just keep sounding like you were interrupting yourself but i would never hear the entire thought uh i turned that feature off so fast exactly so yeah. i mean like i would like to have that on this screen getting a couple so of you get your phone notifications on the screen too. Mm-hmm. Hmm. You can see, like on the picture here, there's a couple dots on the side that show what screen you're on. Um, and I do believe that it, sh- it says social media notifications, receive calls and messages, and see basic things like battery life. Okay, so then here's another question: mm-hmm. smartwatches. J- JBL basically just built a smartwatch, but put it inside of a case instead. Yeah, a smartwatch has a pretty limited battery life because the screen uses lots of energy. Mm-hmm. So this is either a really nice screen that's going to destroy the battery life of the case or it's a really bad screen so that it doesn't impact the battery life that's what i'm guessing uh, that's this says um 32 hours total 6 hours per usage and 32 hours total in that terms of like normal. recharging that sounds totally normal to yeah. me um i'm going to i don't care if the screen's that great it does look like it's a color screen according to one of these renders there's like some orange on it um but it's mostly white but other than that time, you're you're right. I think it basically has, it is a smartwatch that then also gives you the couple extra fine tuning details of your earbuds because your smartwatch isn't going to be able to, it would actually be awesome if it could, but if my smartwatch could, it does, you can turn off like noise canceling with the it. The Apple watch does. The Apple uh, watch does. I don't, I haven't used the Samsung watch yet with Pixel Buds. I'm not sure if it would do Probably, that. It might do it with Galaxy Buds. Yeah, that's. If it doesn't, it should. Because yeah. in that case, then yeah, these are totally um, yeah. dumb. What did you say the price was on this? I don't think I saw. Them. Oh yeah, two fifty. You're right, two fifty. Um, this this to me looks like something I would expect, fully expect to see. It wouldn't even be phased at all at CES. I would see this on the CES show floor. I'd be like, ah, this you would, had an idea and you just made it a thing and you brought CES to see if anyone would bite. This would be like the most tame thing at CES. This would be in South Hall, actually. You know, you have a really good segment here to the next thing, which is a another product that I have listed here that to me feels like should have been at CV, oh, yeah. C- CES, and uh-huh. we're seeing it already, um, which is the bendable monitor. Okay. Um, so, like, we've all seen a bunch of, you know, we've seen the rollable LG TV. We've seen um, all gimmick. these foldable phones. Arguable gimmick. Arguable gimmick. Okay, so this one, I already have a feeling the game we're playing gimmick or feature, mm-hmm. I have a feeling which way you're leaning. But um, LG and Corsair, which is using an LG panel, so these are both LG panels, uh, came out with a TV and a gaming monitor that lets you bend the monitor so you can switch between flat screen and curved. 
So it's an act. It's not just arrow. It's active arrow. That's sorry. That's an inside card thing. Uh, it actively changes between flat and curved. I want to correct you a little bit there because actively doing it makes it sound like it does it. Both of these are like you are taking your hands and you are bending this. So you are actively curving it. But Bendable, curvable. Pretty much correct. Curvable. Curvable. Okay. A curvable monitor. So I'm trying. this is my train of thought. Okay, mm -hmm. that means there's somebody who wants both a flat monitor and a curved monitor correct. but wouldn't be fine with just one or the other. Like they want, they have certain situations where they want it to be flat and don't want it to be curved and other situations where they want it to be curved and don't want it to be flat. I think it is for, uh, yes, you're right. I think it's for somebody who like would love the experience of both, but is is ultimately making their monitor decision based on which one they would rather like not have to deal with. Does that make sense? Like if you are like, I want a flat and a curved monitor, but when I'm video editing, I cannot do that on a curved monitor. So I have to pick flat for the other things that I want to do that would be on a curve. Mm -hmm. So this gives you that option for both. So so like a flat only application would be like photo or video editing. I think that would be one. To me, first person shooting would be like competitive FPS games. FPS games. I do think there's a difference in that. And I would always want to do it on a flat monitor. Curved only doesn't have as many applications. Like it's, I feel like having a curve is like nice. It's kind yes. of nice when you're playing like it's an immersive, immersive game, exactly. like a racing game where the peripherals aren't as important. So they're sort of like bent around your center of vision. Yeah, yeah. So racing games, I like a curved monitor, but... There's a lot of like first person RPG games, stuff like that, where immersion just feels like you're a little more in the landscape. Right. Like I'm sure if you're playing Elden Ring or like Red Dead Redemption or something like that, you you enjoy being in there. Is there a price for this? Um, I actually did not see one because it's not till later this year, potentially start of next year. So it, I bet it is going to be at CES. CES um, yeah. um, so there were two. There's the Corsair Xenion, I think is how you pronounce it. Xenon with an extra E, yep. Flex. Um, and that one is a, let me just read the specs here real quick. It's a 45 inch, 21 by nine, uh, 3440 by 1440, 240 hertz gaming monitor, and you can bend it to 800R. So, like, those are great specs. I also believe it has a 0.03 millisecond response time, so like which is wild. Pretty nice it's super legit. monitor. Mm -hmm. Wow. Um, and then there's also the LG Flex TV, which is much more, feels like a TV base. Um, and then it, that is, I don't get 42 that. inch 4K, 120 hertz refresh rate, 900R. Oh, so this is still gaming. Why would you have 120, like 120 hertz TV? Okay. When I hear that, it's like, this is your console game. This is not just like a normal TV. Yeah. I, I have found myself finding more instances for the gaming monitor um, because of stuff like that. Like, there are a lot of people out there, especially content creators, who do video editing and also then want a game and might do that on a curved monitor and the other on a flat monitor. Mm -hmm. The TV, this is how I see it. You're living in a house, you have your TV in your living room, so when people are over, you keep it flat and you're watching TV normally, but then you just some days wanna just park your chair four feet in front of the television, fire up your Xbox or PlayStation, chair up. and get immersed in some gaming, some racing sims, some something like that, and you yeah. just wanna be like nose to the screen, immersed into your game, and I think we've all been there. Um, yeah, that's I how I can that. see it. 1440, yeah, so it's... Uh, no, this is 4K. The TV okay, is 4K. 4K. Oh, yeah. gotcha. Yeah, okay. I, it's It sounds expensive. Like when you explain... They basically would have oh, to I'm develop sure a mechanism for this expensive. where it's like this is a flexible display and it will be flat when it's in the certain position, but we also have a, a mechanism for getting this perfect 800R and 900R radius. The mechanism for the monitor is literally two handles that pop out that you just like crank it it looks like those like chiropractor tiktoks and uh bitwick kyle was did a video on it and he said it scared him when he first did it because he thought he snapped the monitor i was gonna say it probably sounds like the royal flex pie where you think you're gonna oh break it the whole time and you're doing uh -huh. it correctly but it just feels like you're gonna break it yeah that's i bet yeah that I, makes sense i also have to say the tv itself because of the stand that it's on looks pretty bad it looks a lot like the odyssey arc stand just like a giant metal clunky like almost mon like pc monitor stand yeah um it i don't think it would look great in a living room it's you also uh, i doubt you can mount either of these good question uh hmm. i'm pretty sure you would yeah, need a much it. more stable point yeah. to be able to do that it's kind but. of a specialty i i i get the <laughs> I I could see the boardroom meeting where they were like, I have this idea. 
-hmm. here's what to here's this specific problem we're going to solve you want one of this but you also want one of this sometimes and then you get this convertible thing uh but i don't think there's that many people that are going to actually bite okay and uh probably won't see very many more of these let's let's end on one quick question for you okay you have to rank in terms of usefulness to gimmickness the curvable the self-curving monitors like this mm -hmm. a rollable tv or a foldable phone that's easy foldable phone number one best usefulness okay uh this monitor is number two okay and then rollable tv is number three okay there's just almost there's no real okay the one actual customer for the rollable TV is someone who has a room so big that they can actually put a TV in the middle of a room. Think about that. Mm -hmm. You've never seen a TV in the middle of a room. But a TV that is bisecting a room where they do occasionally want to roll it back into the box so you can see across the other side of the room. Do you know what I've never thought of? Why can the LG rollable TV be flipped upside down? and rolled out of the ceiling like a projector. I've never seen it do that. How s Although it would be You'd so close to, to the top, it, it it's would like be kind of grand. It would probably be kind of scary to mount it upside down on what the ceiling. What if you put it on the um the wall high up and it just looks like a shelf? It's then. just a projector at that point. Yeah, but it's just wait, it's not a projector, it's a screen rolling out of the ceiling. Uh, the flex. It's cool. Also, do you have an outlet in the middle of your room? Bro, you can run some stuff through the wall. If you're doing that, uh, oh, I guess you're still saying it's in the middle of the room. It's I think we've sidetracked this enough. Um, if yeah. if you have an, a rollable TV hanging from your ceiling, please send us a picture of it. We would love to. Oh if you to if see you have that. that TV at all, please send me a picture <laughs> of where you've put it in the room. And if you're a real person, how, why? I have so why? many questions. Please, please tweet at me. We'll bring you on the podcast for real. I'll actually do it. <laughs> okay, uh, let's take a quick break. But before we do that, we should do trivia. So, it's been a while since I've done trivia, but it has. Welcome I'm gonna, back. I'm gonna, thank you. I'm gonna keep the good times rolling because Ellen, <laughs> Ellen has found a very good uh, question. Uh, Ellen, who's Ellen? I'm, I'm sorry, Alice. Alice. <laughs> oh, Alice. Oh, Alice. Okay, who's Alice? <laughs> All right, I guess I'll do this one. So. David and I, researching uh, one of our future long-form episodes, came across this fact, and it was too juicy not to include in a podcast trivia. So, we've all heard of booting a computer. Booting is actually short for blank. I only have one guess. I do, too, and I'm pretty sure we're both It's Android-related, but... Oh, I might be wrong. I, I don't think so. We'll be right back. <laughs> Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Support for this show comes from NetSuite. And that's exactly what NetSuite provides. Support. But what they really provide is support where you need it because no one needs help where they don't need it. So NetSuite wants to provide you with products and services that are tailor-made for your business. Help where you need it. NetSuite is a top-rated cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, and HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessible from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. You improve efficiency by bringing all of your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move, so do the math, see how you'll profit with NetSuite. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended their one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks, so head to netsuite.com slash waveform. That's netsuite.com slash waveform, netsuite.com slash waveform. Okay, welcome back. Let's talk about the breakout year that the Pixel just had in the U.S. Yes. 
<laughs> by breakout year, I mean we have a headline, and I'm going to read that headline, which is Ars Technica reporting that Google Pixel sees a huge sales growth, now has 2% of the North American market. I'm going to pause right there. Wait, I feel lot- like you didn't even do the good headline. It was something, I think the <laughs> other headline was Google increases NA market share by 300%. Oh, and okay. then you, yeah, yeah. Huge sales growth. Huge, huge sales, sales growth. growth. Gets you up to 2%. A lot of interesting facts, though, in that, which is you get so much context and uh, relevant information. So, mm-hmm. number one, 2% of the North American market sounds like almost nothing. But then you have to think about, well, what are the percentages of the big players and the small players, and how does that net out? Exactly. And in North America, when I think about the North American market, it's Apple and Samsung and then everybody else as far as market share. Like we review phones from all kinds sure. of people, but in North America, when you go on the subway or you walk in the street and you see yeah. what phones people have, nine out of every 10 phones is Apple or Samsung. So that's what I've seen. There's a good amount of Motorola here and there, but uh, that's the first thing. And then the other is like this massive growth, which means they came from three quarters of a percent, something yeah, like that. Uh, can we talk about that first? Cause I think that's kind of interesting. Yeah. And I think the numbers also might be like, a little deceiving because we pixel has been around for a long time and this was growth in q2 2022 so like if we really think about what was happening previously the pixel 5 was like a mid-range phone and not this big flagship that a lot of enthusiasts were after and i still think google feels like more of an enthusiast brand and i think the reason we're seeing this growth is because of how much marketing they've done and they are slowly starting to creep into the less enthusiast aspect of it. Yeah. So when the Pixel 5 isn't really there for the enthusiasts, some people still liked it, nothing against it, but it's not a big flagship. Mm-hmm. Now that you have one that also is the flagship people were looking for, but also is doing better at marketing, that's how why you're going to see 230% growth. I do think the marketing has a lot to do with it. Yeah. I, this The Pixel, when they got the ad of the Tensor chip, they redesigned the thing and they made it a flagship. But this is the first year that I've seen like so many ads for Pixel in oh, everyday yeah. places, from billboards to sports events to just like commercials on TV. It's kind of all over the place. And that's mm-hmm. the first year I've really seen Pixel in a lot of places. And I actually notice when I get asked by more regular people like teammates or something like about the pixel because they've seen it more when I can notice that difference in exposure, then I know it's actually a real substantial difference for people. I mean, you walk around New York city and it's on like subway entrances, it's on billboards everywhere. It is, it really is everywhere. They marketed it really well. And I'm really happy they are also because I, I do think it's a good phone. I know we make fun of it a lot. It's had a lot of issues, but I do really think it's a good phone and I do think it should be up there competing. And I think a lot of people, who are not crazy tech enthusiasts would like the phone. Yeah, I do. I remember at my uh, my briefing that I had when they were explaining and showing the phone to me, and I just remember Rick Osterlo, like at the end, he, like he introduces me to the Google team. They give me the briefing, and at the end, he's like, "So, what do you think?" And he shows me some videos he took of a concert, and he's like going over the facts. And I just remember he had this smirk on his face of like, "Yeah, we did it. We did it. We made a sick. We made the Google phone." Like this is the first really, you know, focused, unique looking, yeah, obviously Google phone. For sure. And that basically coincided with Google deciding to like finally push it as far as marketing. Now in the US or in North America, you still, you gotta be next to the carriers. You gotta be in the carriers stores, right? You gotta mm-hmm. be buddy buddy with AT&T and Verizon and all that good stuff. But yeah, it is a meaningful difference. I've seen a lot of pixels. It definitely is one other uh little piece of relevant information here is this is Q2. So 6A did not come out till after these uh, this market share analysis. So that's not in there. And I can only assume that cheaper Pixel phone that's in more carrier stores is going to only increase that. Sure. Um, so Q3, Q4, we might see even better numbers from them, which would be really awesome. Um, Pixel 7's coming up. Pixel 7 is coming up. And if they continue to do that marketing, um, that's awesome. Now, it is also hard to see a number at like 230% and then compare that to a number of 2% and not like really think one is incredible and one feels really low. But start from like, the bottom. Like looking on here, I have the list of, of what we're seeing in North America yeah. and the numbers are kind of wild. So we have Apple at 52% market share in Q2, Samsung at 26%, Motorola at 9%. TCL at five, Google at two, and then all others at six. All of those combined. All of those combined six. at six. 
Okay. Apple, 52% does not shock me at all. Samsung, 26% is lower than I expected. It is. But when you know about the popularity of the iPhone, seeing about half of them, that sounds about right. Yeah. Uh, Motorola at 9%. So Motorola is extremely popular in the budget range. Like their yeah. flagships, just I don't see them anywhere. I, I know no. they're in flagship stores because they have a Verizon partnership, but I don't know anybody who buys them. No. And that's just not just anecdotal. Like most people don't buy the Edge Plus. But uh, especially in the US and North America, lots of Motorola budget phones. 9%, sure. I Can I butt in there real quick? Sorry. Uh-huh. I, I think the Motorola number is my favorite number here just because like, I've been saying it for a while that I think Motorola is has noticed what they do well and has stuck with their guns really well on that. And while they're still trying to do flagships, they totally understand that that budget mid-range phone is is working for them. They have become the default pretty much of, maybe not default, but they're the default for people who go into a carrier store and say, I don't care what I want. I want it to be a smartphone. I want it to be pretty cheap. They They're going to toss you a Motorola phone. They have a lot of options. Yeah. And they're very close to carriers. But Exactly. Have, I remember this one all the way back to like when I was in college. This might have been 2014 when the original Moto X came out. It was a really well-priced phone. And I just think ever since then, like they kind of tried to go up with Moto X, but they also went down with like their budget series and all that stuff. And the Edge stuff, it's fine. But when they went down in price, those things... We're super popular. Yeah. The number that surprises me here is TCL at 5%. That surprised me as well. So there, you're trying to tell me there's twice as many TCL phones in North America as Pixel phones. Am I missing? Is there like a couple sub-brands I, that TCL owns that I... I don't think so. I think I'm... So we know US market much better. This is North America. And maybe somebody in the so, comments can, can help us anecdotally. But like Mexico sh- is considered in North America. So then there might be more sales in Mexico or Canada that we don't know mm-hmm. about maybe. I have never seen someone using a TCL phone. I Like it's hard for me to even say I've seen a tech enthusiast at like a tech event using a TCL phone, yeah. let alone somebody that I know or just saw in public. Yeah. There's like several groups that I'm going through in my head, which is like tech enthusiasts. How many like fellow fellow creators or like other YouTubers are using a TCL phone. I can't think of any. Okay, how many of my friends in real life, teammates, people in my family are using TCL phones? Can't think of any. Okay, how many like sightings on the street do I have of TCL phones? Can't think of any. How many TCL phone ads have I seen in the US? I can't think of any. So yeah, it's it's that's the most surprising one to me. Of course, somebody in a region where there's tons of TCL phones is going to point out that they're very popular somewhere. Oh, yeah. It, I just haven't seen them here. It also is weird here because TCL is a fairly popular television product. So, like, the, the name's yeah. out there. People know the name. When they go into Best Buy and Walmart, they see TCL all over the place. So, it would make sense. And maybe this is just totally anecdotal and the East Coast doesn't have it and we don't see it. But I just, I don't see them anywhere. I yeah. have a theory for you. Mm-hmm. If you go to Walmart, they have a TCL phone on sale for 40 bucks. Yeah, so is this going to be, because this isn't smartphone. It is smartphones. It's not feature phones. It's smartphones. So it's a $40 smartphone? Yep. Wow. The Boost Mobile TCL 20XE prepaid smartphone. So I'm going to guess Shout out to Boost Mobile. Yeah, I'm thinking that's going to be a good amount of that 5%. Because I I know about TCL's flagship phones, and I know that they're not everywhere. Yeah, I know they have a bunch of really well-priced ones. 40 bucks is wild. 40 bucks. Um, I get that. I get that. Yeah. Okay. Um, So now then we have Google coming in at 2%, which is this massive jump from before. I wonder how high OnePlus ever got in North America. I wonder what their peak was. I don't know. It is interesting because on this graph, it also shows um, annual growth. And Google being up that high also shows that the other category is down 60%. So you can only assume a lot of the people coming to Google are from that other section, yeah. whereas all the other ones have grown. So I don't think there's a lot of people going from Apple, Samsung over to Google. Obviously, there might be some, but I, I, a lot of that's coming from others, and I bet OnePlus is one of the bigger versions yep. inside of others. We've we've very clearly chronicled the downfalls of OnePlus phones in North America yeah. for the past couple of years, so that, that would not shock me if they were a big negative. Um, yeah, and that, that's pretty much your total. Other 6%. Others, um, just one more thing I have in here is I have the top 10 models of phones that also were sold in Q2 2022, just and I wrong. thought it was pretty interesting. Um, it should just be a little further down in the script, um, but I can read them out wow. loud. We have 
Number one, iPhone 13. Number two, iPhone SE. Number three, iPhone 13 Pro Max. Number four, iPhone 12. Five, S22 Ultra. Six, Moto G Power. Seven, Galaxy A13. Am I doing the numbers wrong? iPhone 13 mini, Galaxy S22. That's nine. I may, that's top nine. Top nine. I may have missed one, but it would be at the end. That is pretty much exactly. If you you gave me those nine and told me to put them in order, I probably would have put iPhone 12 further down and I probably would have put Moto or A13 further up, but that's about right. I don't think I would have put A13 up. I do think, I bet you Samsung is selling their more expensive phones in the U.S. because of all our carrier deals, and Samsung has crazy, crazy carrier deals, and I don't think the A-series is as popular in the North America. Yeah, maybe S22. Or maybe just U.S., maybe North America would change that a bit. S22 is up there. I I do think Motorola up there makes sense, and I almost would have guessed higher, except Motorola has so many different models. I'm sure it's split yeah, between Moto all G of those Power, so Yeah, Moto G Power, Moto G Stylus, Moto G, what's the other one? Play? Play, There's a yeah. bunch of, yeah. Uh, I guess the the most expensive phones on that list are S22 Ultra and iPhone 13 Pro Max, and they're pretty high. Yeah, and I, I do really think, and I've seen this comment a lot, iPhone SE is probably one of the big reasons iPhone mini is doing so poorly, because I always said mini would be the best selling. That was before the new SE came out, and I said it was just because it was the cheapest iPhone. So yeah. the fact that there's an SE at number two. People just bought the SE instead? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Got it. Wow. Okay. Well, that's pretty solid. I don't know. That's that's not the most shocking list, but I do look forward to Pixel maybe look, eventually getting higher on the list. Prediction? Pixel, Pixel 7? Prediction by uh, end of 2022? Do we think? Total market share in NA for Google. If Pixel 7 goes as well as it possibly could mm-hmm. and they continue marketing as heavily as they are i could see quarter four of this year being like a five percent year and that's five percent quarter and just remember 6a is not included in this two percent right now so you're including that also five percent yeah. yeah i could see them getting to five I kind of want to go higher than you because I want to be optimistic. I like to be the more optimistic person, but I can't imagine it going over five. Because like, who do just they take going it to from? agree with you? They're going to take a little bit from Samsung, a little bit from Moto and TCL, a little bit from the other, maybe a lot from others. Interesting. Okay. How about this? I bet Google's market share percentage is higher than the others. Right now, others is at six. Google is at two. I think. Not saying Google will be over six, but I think the number for Google total market share will be bigger than the number for others total market share. That might be bold, but I like it. Cool. I like it, and I hope you're right. That's all that matters. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's do uh, one more uh, trivia break before that. Okay. Trivia question number two. So the first product that Logitech ever made was a mouse. If you check the waveform Slack, I just dropped a picture of it in there for you. I'll put it up on the screen for people. Nice. Um, it was called the P4, and it had three buttons. What year was it released in? Whoa. I want to see this first oh before my. I guess that answer. I f- feel like I <laughs> I think I know what it looks like, but this maybe. Looks like a oh, Pokemon. no, that is not what I, It does. It looks like a Snorlax. Snorlax. Yeah. It's like a laying down. It's Snorlax blocking the road. I was going to say if you could describe it for listeners, but that's perfect. It's yeah, <laughs> I classic it, Snorlax. It looks like you're looking at Snorlax's feet while he's laying, and you have to go find your poke flute to yeah. get him to move. It's on the other it side. It almost looks like there's an ear popping up on the backside. Like, it Are you sucks. sure this is a mouse photo and not a Snorlax photo? This is 100% a Snorlax mouse. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I hope they named Oh, it's P4. We're right. guessing the year again. I'm sorry. Yeah. Year yeah, what year out. was it released? That's a tough one. All right. Cool. We'll brainstorm on that and we'll be right back. Support for this episode of Waveform comes from Gigabyte. There's a lot of talk out there about how AI is revolutionizing our world. Computers are writing newsletters, robotic bees are pollinating flowers, and a whole new wave of driverless taxis are popping up in cities all over the world. But how can AI power our passions and what we do for fun? That's where Gigabyte's AI gaming laptops come in. So their range of powerful and portable new laptops deliver cutting edge performance for anyone looking to explore the brave new world of AI powered gaming. 
So every 2024 Aorus machine comes equipped with the Gigabyte AI Nexus, which is like a central hub located with all the AI powered features you could hope for. So that includes super useful tools like AI power gear, which automatically throttles and extends your computer's battery life depending on your power source and usage. You'll also get access to AI Boost, which optimizes performance based on what you're doing in that moment, whether you're ripping through an FPS or running your own large language model. AI Boost automatically adjusts the GPU and processors to maximize responsiveness and deliver unparalleled efficiency. Lastly, AI Generator includes various generative AI apps for quick startup, and all 2024 Gigabyte models seamlessly integrate with tools like OpenAI and Microsoft's Copilot AI chatbot. But the Aorus 16X and the Gigabyte G6X take it to the next level with a dedicated Copilot key, allowing users to swiftly tap into productivity and generative AI capabilities. I also keep hearing AI is gonna change a lot in the gaming world. Andrew, can you think of anything about that? Not just optimization, like you said, but like more personal optimization I could see happening where like maybe you're playing a competitive game like Valorant and you want higher FPS and lower resolution, like you, you're okay versus like The Witcher where you might want 4K crispy resolution and like a lower frame rate. I think finding that between your computer specs and what you want might help out a lot. Nice. So all of the models that I've been talking about are available right now at oris.com slash laptops slash gigabyte dash AI. So that's A-O-R-U-S dot com slash laptops slash gigabyte dash AI. Gigabyte. Team up. Fight on. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, welcome back. Let's end with a question. Yes. We want to sort of speculate a little bit. Last week we talked about the things that we're most expecting at the Apple event. Yeah. So there's an Apple event next week. By the time you hear this, it's a couple days away. And I think, as we all sort of know by now, the September event is typically the iPhone, and as I put it, iPhone accessories. So probably a watch, and maybe if there's anything else like earpods, it's something related to the iPhone. But I just don't think there's any way they like upstage the iPhone with like the AR headset or the Mac Pro or something crazy. Okay, yeah, sorry. <laughs> AR headset just like sent me or off whatever for a second. Else, there's yeah. rumors, but okay. like I don't think we're going to see any of I that. don't think so either. But let's uh let's make some predictions, maybe some non-products, non-hardware yeah. that we think may be possible at this Apple event. I'll try to make realistic predictions cuz I like to go like I optimistic like sometimes. I like, like the, pure the rampant speculation. Oh yeah. I mean, okay. So Here's the way I see the non-hardware stuff. Apple, more than ever, services company. They know that the iPhone is saturated. Lots of people have iPhones. They'll keep buying new iPhones. Great. New design, new chip, whatever. It happens. But now that people all have iPhones, they need a way to make money from those people who have bought their iPhones. Mm -hmm. And what better way to make lots of recurring revenue than services? So I have the Apple One subscription. I'm probably paying $30 a month at this point for like all the things like Apple News and Apple Apple Care and all these other Apple services that you, that you buy. Um, I don't think they're gonna invent any new services this time, but I think they're gonna talk about subscriptions. Is this the possible um, event where they try and tell us why them increasing ads on all of your devices is potentially a good thing like the uh targeted targeted information in google maps or uh, sorry not google maps that would be that would be in apple maps Uh, stuff like that maybe i don't so they're doing that yes yeah i don't see any way for them to talk about it in any way that's positive i hope they do just because of how I'm looking forward to the creativity, we'll say, in the nicest way possible. I When we knew that there wasn't going to be a charger in the box in the iPhone, I really did sit back and go, let's see how they spin <laughs> this. Like, I can't wait to see how they talk about this. And the angle was environmental. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of people ate it up. And it's fine. Like, people buy the iPhone and don't even think twice about it now. Yeah. Uh, but to put ads in services on your phone that you've already paid for, I don't know if I could find an upside. 
Yeah, I don't know if I can find yeah, it outside. Yeah, it would be kind of tough. So I, I imagine they'll probably just do it and not talk about it. Yeah, um, that's an interesting point. I, I mean, the first thing I just want to scream from the top of my lungs, but I know we're not getting it, group finish challenges. <laughs> if we're yes. talking about the watch, um, I like... Please, 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 please. Especially at WWDC, they were talking about so many new, very fitness-specific Apple Watch things, like running and and um, intervals and stuff like that. A lot of really yeah. cool things that I actually I thought were awesome, and it, it felt like it was getting this whole new level of fitness tracking. More sleep tracking, too. More sleep tracking. Just let us share it. Just let us share it. Yeah. What better way? I mean, like it only it doesn't make sense why not to do it. That's what I don't understand. I get Apple not wanting to sh- do group fitness challenges with other watches, but if you're all wearing an Apple Watch, why not just get everyone yeah. in a group together? It would be probably the most easy hit feature in Apple Watch history. Maybe they're just a lean team, and we just aren't they're aware leaner of how lean than they we are. think. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I do think though there will be. I the software stuff I'm excited for is probably in terms of watches going to be related to the Watch Pro, which also. Side note, did you see that Mark Gurman tweeted LG apparently has the trademark on the term Watch Pro? I saw that. So what is Samsung's called? The Galaxy 5 Pro, or the Galaxy Watch 5 Pro. Okay, Watch 5 Pro. So yes. Apple Watch is the Watch Series 8 this time. Oh, the, so the Watch Series 8 Pro? I bet. Probably. Instead of Watch I, Pro Series 8. I also don't know if just Apple Watch Pro would still count in the same trademark as Watch Pro. Right. All of that stuff's confusing to me. Also, does LG even still own that patent? Do they get to keep the I'm patent sure. even though they don't make a watch? I guess so. Yeah, uh, I'm sure they do. I'm also sure Apple can figure out how to to fix that in their favor. Yeah, so I think that's um, fine. But yeah, the software I'm looking forward to is the stuff that's going to be associated with the Watch 5 Pro or the Series 8 Pro, whatever we're talking about. Um, because if they're going to make it more rugged, they need to do way more intense like hiking outdoors, rugged fitness accommodations for that and i yeah. i think they'll do it in hopefully cool ways kind of like what they did with the running on wwdc yeah okay here's my here's a fantasy question did you see that samsung made a watch 5 pro golf edition yes did you notice that mm-hmm. if apple were to make a special edition watch 5 pro what activity would they dedicate it to do you want the a boring answer or a fun answer uh, the most likely answer running just a running one they just did all this running stuff at because when you think of watch 5 pro and gps to me i think of a little more along the lines of like hiking uh biking that type of thing where you're going long distances and you need gps i guess you could run long distances too i think but it needs to be something competitive competitive running okay. is com- can be competitive hiking biking i don't think would be very competitive so golf so okay i because the samsung one it made sense i already when i golf i have an app on my on my watch that's Mm -hmm. telling me my yardage for every hole it crushes the battery life but like i use it it's fine it's very accurate gps it's as good as any other gps app on my phone which is fine um golf is usually pretty competitive but you can sort of casually just get that information i mean yeah for sure so i guess any activity along those lines where it's like you can make it competitive but it doesn't have to be i feel like it could be any of those activities yeah (laughs) i don't know i could also see apple way more going the route of sport specific limited bands just on top of on top of their things because what the the galaxy watch 5 pro or no galaxy watch 5 golf edition not the pro it's a pro is it? I thought I it was so. cheaper. I thought it was right. three twenty nine, so that would be cheaper than the Pro. I think. Oh, okay. Um, so I think it's just a regular one, and it basically is just a custom watch, custom watch faces, and the golf app, like unlimited subscription to it. Yeah. So Apple would probably do something if they were doing the Pro model. I don't know, man. <laughs> uh, like I think at that point, if they were going to do something, it would be some sponsored whatever. So they would be like the official watch of the crossfit games or something or like the tour that. de france or something crazy tour de france would be kind of nuts actually um <laughs> i'm sure they're all probably using garments though i would bet if yeah. you're, they're doing that stuff um that's that's a, what do you have what what would be your like wild out of the park my wild guess would be surfing you know how it feels like every apple watch 
like video has a bunch of sports involving water, like swimming. That's a really good surfing. They do. They do. Yeah. I don't know if it's just because they want to tell us over and over again that it's waterproof, or if they genuinely are like, yeah, we just love surfing. I mean, it's a California company. I think it also is just uh, water looks cool on video. videos. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, I could see that being at least I at least will not be shocked if we see a lot of surfing and water sports in the watch pro video promo. Okay. I think that's pretty clear. We'll see some of that. What? Okay. Guess what will the activity be happening where they, so they're inevitably going to do a shot that proves that it's more rugged, right? So Mm -hmm. it's going to have to be like banging into something. Yeah. Are we going to assume hiking or like rock climbing? That's a good question. I remember the shot where they introduced the new glass and it was like in this dust. It was like this red rock dust or whatever and it like zoomed out and it was telling us about the durability of the Apple Watch. So this one, I think uh, it's gotta it's gotta hit something probably. It's gotta probably be, yeah, mountain biking. I think it's mountain, mountain biking. biking. I'm gonna go rock climbing. I think they're gonna be biking Biased. through a bunch of mud, and like hitting like against each other, probably against another bike next to them, like mud everywhere, jerseys and stuff like that. Okay. I'm gonna go with mountain biking. Cool. Some sort I like of biking. It. I think that's a good pick actually. Yeah. Uh, but I do wish for a group fitness challenges. Group fitness gonna, challenges is all we're really asking there, for. This whole segment was just built so yeah. that at the end we could say, "It seems so easy." Come on, it seems so easy. They've already built every other thing in in challenges. Like you close your rings, you can already view a, a, a list of your friends' rings. Why not just go select, select? Oh wow, Siri's listening to me. Select, select, <laughs> select. Start a group challenge right now. Everyone who accepts is in. It starts tomorrow. Go. That seems, it seems so easy. It seems like an iPad Instagram app is so easy. But also how long did it take for Siri to be able to do two timers at a time? That's very fair. How long did it take to get a calculator on the iPad? Sorry, we don't have that yet. A weather app on the iPad (laughs) took a while. We'll see. Let's end this before we go to iPad. Before we go to Instagram iPad app. app. Yeah. Fair. Um, All right. Trivia questions. Mostly because I have... Uh, for once, I think I have guesses. I know they're wrong, but I have guesses this time. So I, I feel do have guesses bad. as well. Let's let's see if we're right. <laughs> All right, welcome back to Waveform Trivia. All right, let's do the mouse question first. That one was nice and fun. Yeah, let me so, look at that thing again. Yeah, look. Get one more look I, at it. I have a um, a proposition for you guys, so we could make sure that a point gets awarded here. Okay. If neither of us get it on the dot. Can we do either closest or if one of us is like within one year? So you have like, let's let's say closest. for example, 1995, 94 and 96 would also count yeah. in why, that. Why don't we do both? Why don't, if you, you have a th- like one year before, one year after range, and if neither of you get it, then we'll award the point to whoever's closest. Okay, yeah. cool. I like yeah. that. Pod quiz does the two, the two years. Yeah. So yeah, shout yeah. out yeah. pod quiz. Okay. We, we wanted to make this question what does the third mouse button do? <laughs> Are you going to tell us? Because I'm very intrigued. We The closest we could find was that it's user programmable, but wow. we, we found not a lot of documentation. It's a Bixby mouse. button. That right. surprises me as an Apple product, but okay. Well, no, it's a no, lo- it's Logitech. Logitech. Sorry, Logitech. That oh, actually I'm makes still a on lot the other of question. sense. Logitech, yeah, that doesn't surprise me at all, actually. <laughs> okay, so what year is the question? Yeah, and your out? guesses are. Oh, and it looks like you guys are tied six six. So maybe, oh. yeah. All right, I have fine. We can um, say it at three, or do you want me to go first? I'm still thinking out loud. I'm still thinking about like the Dynatac came in like '89, I think. So this seems probably a little later. I'm going to go 90s. I'm going to go, let's go with 91. I was going to say 85. Uh-huh. It's 82. I was going to say, I could, I could tell I was closer because you had to do the math for a second. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, yeah. But Andrew, as the closer guess, you have been awarded a point, bringing um, your total this season up to season seven. Oh, let's go. That probably sounded weird in the audio version. <laughs> <Yeah>. Sorry. <laughs> um, That's a great mouse. Yeah, dude. I feel like computers have been around for a while. I'm dying to know. I, I almost would. I wanted to guess the middle button would be like if you clicked on a scroll wheel, which opens another tab usually, but they were definitely not opening multiple tabs right back then. So. I don't even know if in 82 you had that UI at all. It was just DOS. 
Like you didn't have UI in '82, right? There was were this there GUIs in '82? We're young. What's what threw me off when I first saw it is that it's blue. Like I associate '80s computers with that taupey beige color. You know, like I think of every single '80s computer. Maybe this is an color. '80s gaming mouse. MS DOS okay. version 1.0 was 1981. So these people are not doing much with the mouse. No, they're I'll tell you not. that. <laughs> Logitech was still on their mice game in 1982. They began their mice game. And this is their first product. Of course they still make the best mouse in the world. Yeah, right. Of course they do. Um, wow. Except we discovered today in Slack that about half the office are magic mouse diehards. Yeah, but they're all wrong. <laughs> and, they, and they will be fired by the end of the year. So. Yeah. <laughs> Unreal. All right, question number two. So we've all heard of booting a computer. Booting is actually short for. Do you want to go first? Since sure. you know I'm ahead now. Right, 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 right. Uh, boot. Boot loading is my guess. That was my guess also. But if there's a point, it's just to Marquez. I was going to say, I think that's wrong, though. So we learned this, and it was so silly. David and I spent about 30 to 45 minutes fact-checking it, and we can confirm booting is short for bootstrapping. Is it actually? Yep. So you just, so you just pull it up by its bootstraps, then? That's literally where it comes from, because the idea is that it's the very first software operation a computer runs when it turns on. And so it's the thing that's pulling the rest of the computer up. So when it loads its operating system, it's the operating system is bootstrapping the whole computer. Those are the only two words I know that start with boot. <laughs> Period. I don't know any others. And we uh, both picked one. So yeah. no points. <laughs> that's disappointing, but that's also a hilarious fact. That's pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Appreciate trivia again. Oh, do you have what? something else? I don't know. I was just going to say the score is now Marquez 6, Andrew 7. Yeah, zero points this week is a bummer. We should have some, like... Welcome to my life. Yeah, (laughs) we should have some, like... Next week, wow. Next week, we'll see. We've got maybe uh, a unique situation, but we'll have some trivia. Yeah, I mean, just for the listeners, we're recording out in California next week, so things might sound a little different, look a little different. Um, I do think we are planning on... Adam and Ellis to record trivia questions so we can listen to them and still do trivia. So we are going to try not to skip it despite being out there. But yeah, yeah. Busy week next week. Busy week. Stay tuned. Of course, thanks for watching and listening this week. And we'll see y'all and hear y'all very shortly. Peace. Peace. This episode of Waveform is produced by Adam Alita and Ellis Rovin. We are part of the Vox Media Podcast Network, and our intro-outro music is brought to you by Vane Sill. to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high quality leads, fast closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.